0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight, I have got a great episode lined up for you. Tonight, I have Celine joining me, and she is one of the investigators from Haunted Down Under. Celine comes on the show to share some of the hair-raising encounters she's had since venturing into the world of the paranormal. Now, if you haven't heard of Haunted Down Under, you really do have to check them out on Facebook. They actually do live broadcasts of their investigations on Facebook about once a month, and because it's live-streamed, it's actually pretty scary. It's It's a really good thing, so you need to go check that out. But before we get into that, let's talk about the iTunes 5-star ratings and reviews. So as you know, each week, I read out a new 5-star review that's left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review read out... Simply jump on iTunes and leave me a five-star review, letting me know what you enjoy about the show, and I might just read it out on the next episode. Now, this one actually comes in from someone who's been on the show. This comes from Belle Conway, and she was actually on episode four, which is an absolutely fantastic episode. It's um it's the one we get the most downloads on. It's People seem to love it because it's it got a lot of media coverage. It it was on the news, um in newspapers. It's on this show. And um, she basically had a really, really terrifying UFO encounter with her husband. So I'm going to read out what she left for us on iTunes. I would like to thank you for allowing me to share my story, which I thought I would never talk about in public. I didn't realize how your show has helped me. Reading the reviews after my interview was interesting to see so many positive comments. It made me feel like I'm not the only one who believes in UFOs or have witnessed such an amazing unknown thing. You just can't explain to people without them believing in you. Australians need a show like yours to tell their untold stories. Believe in them because they are true. Kind regards, Belle Conway. I really want to thank you, Belle, because that's fantastic. And it's really why we do this show is to to really raise awareness of what's going on out in Australia, because not a lot of people would actually believe people's stories. And that's why we're here. We want to be the sounding board. So if you're like Belle and you've had an encounter, reach out to me, do it on Facebook, do it by email, whatever you do, just get in contact with me. And finally, if you want to chat to the other listeners of the show, simply jump on Facebook and search for the Believe Paranormal and UFO Listener Community. We're nearly at 200 members. There are some fantastic paranormal discussions going on in there. So if you're interested in that, I'll also include some links in the show notes. But that's enough of me talking. Let's get into Celine's amazing encounters. Tonight, I'm joined by Celine, and Celine is quite an interesting guest because Celine is a ghost hunter from the, uh, the Facebook, YouTube, I guess, TV show called Haunted Down Under. Celine, thanks for joining us.
0: No worries. Thanks for having me.
1: No worries at all. How would you describe your show? Is it more YouTube? Is it more Facebook? Because you do a lot of live streaming, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah, we do. So, um, it's it's sort of a bit of both Facebook and YouTube. So, we do the live stream for Facebook, but then um, following that, we'll sort of go on and film some extra bits and pieces for more evidence and then we'll condense it all down into a vlog and then release that to YouTube for people to go and watch.
1: How fascinating. What got you into ghost hunting?
0: Um actually it's a bit of a funny story. So I was never I was never skeptic, but I was never a believer. I was sort of like sitting on the fence with it all. Um and then I think it was two thousand and sixteen or two thousand seventeen I had a couple of cousins over and um, we actually saw um, on Facebook an ad for a Halloween ghost hunt that was happening um, down on the Gold Coast. So I thought because it was local, like we'd go and give it a go. Um, so we went and did that. I wasn't really expecting much, to be honest. I was expecting just sort of, you know, the drama work that they normally do on these ghost tours. Um, and then turned out that it was actually pretty real and I got a bit of a scare from there. But I kept going along um, to these ghost tours. And then from there, I met Hayley from Hornet Down Under and started becoming friends with her. Um, later met Caitlin and then we all became friends. And then they asked me to join Hornet Down Under and now it's a regular thing for me.
1: Oh, wow. So you just kind of accidentally fell into it, really.
0: I did. <laughs> <laughs> And were you much of a,
1: I guess, a believer before you you went on to those tours or anything like that?
0: Look, I wouldn't, um, if someone had told me that they had an experience, I was never one to be like, oh, you know, it doesn't exist Um, because I think it really is one of those things where you have to experience it to believe it. Like, so I was, I was, I was really neither a skeptic nor a believer, but yeah, once I had my own experiences, I could definitely then say, yeah, this is, this is pretty real. (laughs)
1: And how long have you been doing ghost hunting for now?
0: Uh, I'd probably say three years or so since I started. Oh wow, um but we' yeah we haunted down under it' sort of been um end of last year, early this year that we've been really getting into it,
1: and I'm sure you've got some hair raising stories that you could probably tell us from a couple of those outings. I'm sure
0: I do yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you mind kind of going into some of those for us?
0: yeah, for sure um so Every 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 place we go is pretty interesting. They've all got their own sort of little stories to go with it. But I think one of the most memorable and frightening ones that I had um, was we went to a place called the Royal Bulls Head Inn, which is in Toowoomba, and it's I think it was like 150 160 years old, and it had quite a history to it. Um, so the downstairs area was it wasn't too bad. Like there was definitely some activity going on. So um, I'm a bit of a sensitive myself. So Haley and I work on sort of psychic side of things, and our first part of the night, we decided to go into um, the room of the lady that used to be sort of the head of the household there with her husband, Um, and we sat in her little parlour room, and we were using one of our devices to communicate with them, and this one's pretty cool, so it's called the Oracle Box. Um, It's similar to a spirit box, um, brings through uh, their voice using radio frequency to pick up words and then communicate with us. So, we were sitting around using that. Um, I had my back face to the door uh, and then we sort of <laughs> shut ourselves into that room to avoid anyone else walking in and interrupting. Um, so, I was sitting there and I got a bit of a fright because the door behind me had opened and then we turned around, opened the door a little bit further and no one was there. And then one of the cameramen walked down the hallway and he said he saw the door open um as he was coming down to come and help us film. That was pretty interesting. That actually happened twice. Um, And then later on in the night, we had set up a challenge for ourselves where each person would go um, and walk up the stairs, which they were very narrow stairs, very, very dark. And then once he hit the top of the stairs, um, the whole upstairs floor sort of changed in atmosphere. It wasn't as nice and, I suppose, comfortable as the downstairs area was, and it was completely pitch black. So we had gone up, and we just had the face front cameras filming us, and then we had um, sort of like a night vision camera, and it it really didn't give us much to go on. So went to the top, um, the, the beginning of the hallway, um, and... Our aim was to try and sort of get to the room at the very end of the hallway, which was known to have um, a bit of activity going on. So that was a card room um, where the men used to go and, you know, throw their cigars and play cards and everything. Um, and a few people had had some experiences in that room. So we we're going to try and walk down the very end. Um, as I started my walk, so because I'm a little bit more sensitive to things that go on and I'm no more to sort of see figures moving or I'll get like an image in my head of something happening, for example. Um, So I started my walk down and I just said, you know, if you're there, you can communicate with me, but you cannot hurt me. And as I did, I just had this image of this man, um, quite a tall man just starting running down the hall to me and I, I I couldn't take another step because I heard the footsteps coming as well. So I called out to the rest of the team to come up and I had the shakes walking down the rest of the way. And as we did that, we then went to the uh, room down the very end, the card room, um, and we decided to do some investigating down there. And I felt a bit of a, um, like a bit of a stinging on the back of my neck. Uh, And I quickly put my hand to the back of my neck, and like said that I was in pain. And when the group checked it out, I had a scratch mark on the back of my neck. Oh wow! That was yeah, that was pretty interesting.
1: How how do you go from that? I mean because I mean I would have been quite terrified from the um the encounter up the stairs and then to kind of go down into the basement and have that happen. Um Yeah. Surely you didn't hang around too much longer.
0: Ah, uh, we did for a bit actually. <laughs> um it's 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 scary when that happens, but it's also cool because you know they're sort of like building up and that's another way of them trying to communicate with you, whether they want you to know that they're there or they want you to get out. Um, we sort of like to know what's going on and see if we can get some more evidence. So, yeah.
1: And do you ever feel, well, I guess in this scenario, in this investigation into Toowoomba, did you ever feel in danger or anything like that?
0: Um, I did when I felt that the man was running at me from the end of the hallway. So like I said the downstairs area didn't feel too bad, like it definitely felt like there was something going on. We heard things and we saw things going on, but um nothing that would be I suppose scary, just an, just an acknowledgement that someone else was there. But, yeah, definitely the upstairs didn't have a nice vibe to it at all. That, that, I'd say that's probably when I felt most in danger when I did that solo walk alone. Um, don't know if that it's because I'm a woman and I was on my own. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I didn't, didn't feel too comfortable up there on my own.
1: Do you think that has something to to do with the how the spirits would interact with you if you're either a male or a female?
0: I think so, definitely. So we've been to some other places. Um and particularly places where we know that women have suffered or have been murdered or, um, raped or anything like that. Um, if you're walking alone, it seems that they do sort of target you a little bit more. Um, I, I would definitely say so. Some, some places don't like having men around because they either feel threatened by the men or, um, you know, they have more of that interest in women. So, yeah, we've we had a few places where we have noted that they're more particularly interested in making the women feel uncomfortable.
1: Do you have any because I know there's a there's a team of five women on the um on the haunted down under team. Is there any men in the t- in the crew? Um, say the cameraman or the, the, the guys who run the lights, the cables, anything like that?
0: Yeah, so um Haley's husband Scott is actually our main cameraman. Um we've just taken on another cameraman, Jay. And um, every now and then Briar's partner, Nick, will come and do some filming for us or some photography for us. So we do get the guys in, but it is definitely um, a female-led sort of show. Um, But the the guys do definitely get some of those experiences as well. Um, Just recently, Scott actually saw something and sometimes they'll hear the same things that we do, but yeah.
1: Do you mind telling us about some other encounters that you may have had?
0: Yeah. so, i trying to think of some experiences. Um, so, there's certain places where, you know, um, we went to Mount Coosa in Brisbane, um, and it's known as Brisbane suicide forest. And there's a track that you can walk, and it's called the Ghost Hole Mine. So, we've been down there a few times, um, and at, on the walk going down, I've noticed, because I've been in a few different positions walking down, whether it's first in the line or at the very back. And I've noticed that when you're at the very back there's definitely a male presence there and he likes to follow you down and let you know that he's following you down because you can feel you can hear the footsteps and you can feel him behind you. Um and then when you get down to the ghost hole mine, uh it's sort of like a little circular landing and to the left of you as you come down is um where an old mine had collapsed when workers were in there and they had unfortunately died. In front of you, it um, feels like there is definitely a male presence, and he's not a nice man at all.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner
0: party started and then there's also um definitely some female presence there and they're quite upset and i've often heard women screaming or wailing and crying from that direction so we think that Um, Some women had been taken in there and um, unfortunately raped or killed. Um, And then you've got the man following you from the back. So in that area, you're a little bit surrounded. But then on the other side um, of the ghost hole track, there's a little walk you can do. And every time that we've been there, we actually haven't been able to walk that far down the track just because something's sort of letting us know, you know, not to go further. Um, And a couple of times we've actually had the feeling of being chased out of that area and it's definitely a male presence that's there as well so I remember the first time that I went there, this is probably um, probably one of the best experiences I've had um, because it was the first time that I had actually seen um, sort of an apparition where I could make out a face and everything, now again this is something where I'm a little bit more sensitive to it so I might see it but the other girls might not so I suppose it can be a little bit hard for some people to believe um, but as we were walking down this track, um, a uh, Briar actually said something and I turned around to laugh and then right behind her, there was a really tall man standing there and we had no men with us this night. But there was a really tall man standing there behind her and I can make out his face perfectly. He was like a perfect gentleman dressed in like a tuxedo and or suit or whatever it was, um, very, very tall, thin face and everything. So um, I got a bit of a fright and I let the girls know what had happened. And as we come out, that was when Briar told me the history of the place. So there was actually in the 1920s, there was a man who had brought his fiance down there and he had shot her at close range in the head and killed her. And then he tried to poison and shoot himself, but he failed um, and ended up going into the hospital and recovering and everything. There's actually um, a photo of the tillism on the internet that you can find when you look it up. And Brian showed me the photo of the man, and it was 100% that man that I saw standing behind her. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that was that was a bit of a fright because I hadn't seen him before. And then for her to show me in the photo was um, pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> and when you saw this man, you said you could see his face quite clearly, but was he a solid person? Mm-hmm. Was it was there anything like that? Because I've never seen a ghost in my life, so I can only go off, I guess, the the images that I've seen, videos on YouTube, things like that, where it's kind of this whimsical, kind of transparent entity. Mm. Um, is it anything like that in real life?
0: I think it depends. so there's been other instances where um, I was actually down at the River Mill at the Gold Coast, and uh, this is the first time someone had said to me that they think like I'm psychic or I, it feels weird saying psychic, but I have that sort of ability, and the man that I saw um he was further down and he was getting me to follow him down to this area, but he was just a black figure, but I knew that he was there, um but yeah, he was just like a solid black figure that I could see, but this man that I saw um, at Mount Cruso was um I think it gave me a fright because I sort of had to recount the group and remind myself that we didn't have a man with us, and that's how clearly I saw him. But just as quickly as he appeared to me, he then disappeared, and he wasn't he wasn't like a full solid, you know, couldn't see through him. So it was, I don't know, um, I, I've seen them in different ways. But sometimes we've seen like a misty sort of apparition. Sometimes it has just been a full black figure, and sometimes we have seen them as clearly as, as that man that I did see.
1: Do you, is there something you that you think might affect the way they're seen? Because you did say a little bit earlier that you might be able to see um, these spirits or these ghosts um, a little bit clearer than maybe the other members of your team. Do you think that's a, a large contributor to it? Or do you think they have almost a, a sentient ability to themselves to reveal themselves at, I guess, a way that they want to be seen?
0: I'm not actually sure. So there's definitely been cases where I have seen something and Haley has definitely seen something at the same time I have because we've both looked at each other at the same time and we've both been able to say exactly what we saw, um, but the other girls haven't seen it. Um, and then, yeah, there are times where it's only me that sees it or someone will think they see a shadow going past. So I think it... Um, Partially, I think it may depend on how much energy they have built up. So, uh, we, we might find that progressing through the night, they're sort of, um, showing themselves a little bit more or they're becoming a little more clearer in their, um, in what they're showing us. Um, so there is that theory of them building up that energy. And sometimes we will try to help them with some technology that we have, or we might say, you know, like you can take some of my energy to manifest or do something so I think that's definitely a part of it is how much energy they've built up Um, and then sometimes I think some of them just um, because you've got the intelligent and the repetitive hauntings So sometimes I think it is just some of them just are repetitive they don't actually realize that they are sort of showing themselves they're just going about doing what they're doing because that's that's all they know sort of thing.
1: Are you able to explain the the difference between those two types of hauntings?
0: Mm, um, So um, the intelligent hauntings are when people, um, when spirits, sorry, um, are able to communicate with you and sort of do things you ask. So every now and then we might um, knock on something and ask for a response that way. Um, more recently we went to a location and I whistled because I, I felt something was around, I heard something. So I whistled a tune, um, and the girls heard it whistled back to me. So there's things like that that make it a little bit more intelligent. Um, they sort of, yeah, do try to communicate with you, do try to let you know that they are there. And then the ones that are more repetitive, it's, it's, I think the best way to, the best way I had it, it described to me is to describe it as if it's a broken record play. where it just keeps replaying the same thing over and over without actually knowing that that's what it's doing. It's just stuck in that sort of loop, and so it might be that um, at the same time every night, um, you hear a knock on something, and it's that one particular knock. It won't respond back to you if you ask it to do it again, it's just... Stuck in that sort of repetitive
1: loop and with those is do you think there's a, a certain event that might happen to these spirits that cause them to i guess get caught in either of those classifications so maybe it was a, a way the the person originally died and that spirit is maybe just reliving that moment over and over is there anything like that that you've i guess found in your investigations that kind of causes them to be one way or the other
0: i don't we've actually been able to put it down to a certain reason but I would definitely say that it may have something to do with the way that they died so if they did die um, a particularly gruesome or unfortunate death um, then yeah maybe they are able to be a little bit more um, intelligent with their haunting or I think if they were a particularly nasty person that may just be something that they're now I don't know what different people's beliefs are on the afterlife, but if if they're stuck roaming around then they may um sort of be a little bit more intelligent because i'm not I'm not entirely sure actually um it is something that I would like to particularly look at, but it seems that um a lot of the spirits we have communicated with um if we have been able to marry up their death with something that we've read, like a newspaper article or something, it it does seem like they're able to communicate about that. So, um, for example, we were somewhere recently um, and there was a man that had been shot by a pistol um, and when we were using the Oracle box to communicate, the word pistol had come up a few times or, you know, there was um, a woman talking about, um, you know, I rescued you and... Things like that. So there's little things like that, um that do make us wonder if it is sort of linked to what to to the way that they died is is what they're communicating with us.
1: It's simply fascinating to hear this from someone who I guess does this almost as a as a real job. It's it's quite interesting. Have you ever encountered a I guess a spirit that's that's evil or, or has a negative connection to it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so there's one um any of our viewers probably would have seen a few of the videos, but there's a particular tunnel um in Victoria Park that we've been to a few times and we've um we've filmed a little bit there and uploaded the footage. But there's a man there and he's not he's not particularly a nice one. Um definitely um when he's around he gives off a very oppressive feeling and he's another one that sort of a little bit more nasty towards the women. So he has um, audibly, so Hayley and I have both heard it at the same time um, and we have also caught it on our recorders and submitted it as EVP evidence. But he has um, called all of us women the C-word individually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's called us sluts, and um, there's some video evidence, uh, EVP evidence that the girls have uploaded um, and it says, you know, F you, F you all, you're going to die. Um, See, so he says some pretty nasty things. Oh, that's but There's shocking. definitely some nasty ones out there,
1: yeah. What do you do about something like that? Do you have ways that you can maybe cleanse a spirit or is that just something that you, you just kind of leave alone and you try to avoid?
0: Um, We sort of try to... I think because we know that they're there, we do try to communicate with them a little bit to see if we can find out a little bit more or we will sort of stand out if we feel threatened, we will stand our ground and we'll say, Look, you know, you can't actually touch us, you can't hurt us. Um but at the same Is that like
1: a rule that you try to set?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we do th- there have been times where we have been touched or like I've been scratched, so we will sort of stand our ground and say, You can't you can't actually hurt us. Um So we will communicate that with them, but there there definitely have been times, particularly at this tunnel, where we said, no, okay, we can't be here anymore. It's actually becoming dangerous for us to be here. So um, another example of that is when we were at Mount Cruiser Forest and it's that track that we can't walk down. We have just said, we actually fear for our safety right now um, and we've just had to decide as a team to leave.
1: I, I honestly I wouldn't even know what to do in a scenario like that. I think I'll be the first one to high tail out of there, but um It's
0: it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I mean that's my next question is how do you how do you kind of um I guess suck up the nerves and just kinda of stick through it?
0: That's that is pretty tough. And I'm the newest member to the group and it is something that I am trying to learn. Like some of the girls seem like Oh, gosh, they're they're so tough. Nothing could break them. But um, I I have definitely seen them get scared. Um, So, like, there are definitely things that get to them. But I think you sort of become desensitized to it a little bit after time. Um, So, as a day job, I'm actually a nurse. And there are things that I'm desensitized to. Um, So, I, I guess it just becomes like that. Like, there are definitely frightening things that happen. I don't think I will ever stop being scared. Um, and I think because it is so new for me, it is like, I do get scared very easily. Um, and I make it quite obvious when I am, but you also, um, sounds a bit weird, but it's almost like an adrenaline rush when it happens and you just sort of want to check it out even more. So we do get scared, but we're like, oh my gosh, that's cool. That's cool. Let's go and check it out <laughs> and see what other evidence we can get from this.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. It's, um, kind of like a, a thrill junkie really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. I would definitely
1: describe us like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Celine, I want to thank you for coming on the show because um, everything that you said, is, it's kind of all new to me. Because before we jumped on the air, I kind of told you we don't really get a, a huge amount of ghost uh, stories or, or hauntings or anything like that. So it's really good to, I guess, get some, some information from what I would call a professional. Um, in in that, in that field, so it's it's really enlightening for me, and um, hopefully it's been enlightening for our listeners as well, because I mean I've learned a lot tonight.
0: Yeah, well, like I said before, it's one of those things where it's 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 hard to believe unless you experience, and I've had people say to me, you know, ghosts aren't real, and it really doesn't bother me if they say that. Like I know for a fact what I've seen. Some people might think that I'm crazy, but. I love doing it, and I think if anyone wants to go and pursue it and have a look for themselves, definitely go and do it. It can be a bit of fun, and the things that you see or hear might surprise you.
1: And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio.